Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? We'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. A quick disclaimer here, guys, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the final How's Your Head episode of the year. It feels early. Honestly, it does feel early and that's because it is. If you didn't listen to last week's, you'll know that I'm just, I'm a busy gal. I started this year off and I was only working three days a week. And now as the year has gone by, I am back to five days a week because I work at the studio now, which is just absolutely crazy. And I'm so grateful. And it's like such a fun thing to happen, but it just means that the podcast once again is something that I'm having to do after hours. I'm having to do on the weekends. And I'm just in such a busy period at the moment that once again, I I said this last week, but I want to be able to produce the content that I think is worth putting out there. and, And my effort has, you know, really gone into it. So this basically just gives me such a good opportunity to really prep Uh, myself for 2024. I'm excited. I'm so excited for next year. I'm stoked to see what happens. This year has been massive for me. Really exciting. Just living my life, having a good time, having fun. Can't wait to just switch off from everything over the summer break and just be able to chill. So I really need that. Um, You know, any teachers at the moment, we ought to tell you I'm technically in 2024 right now with my classes and it's just hectic, but that's okay. It's good. It's fun. We're nearly done. Before we get started, I did just want to say a huge bloody thank you to everyone who has listened to any of these episodes this year. They are by far my most popular. Yeah, you guys love them. I counted it today and we have done 25 for the year. 25 How's Your Head episodes. That's 25 different guests, not including the health classes you missed guests, that came onto the podcast that took time out of their day. Every single one of those guests was an in-studio conversation as well, which is just crazy. Absolutely love that. Obviously, so grateful to have the opportunity to even get to do that in the studio in the first place at Producey. So just, yeah, it's been an awesome year. I have enjoyed it so much. If you had told me that, you know, this time last year that I would be doing every single one in studio with people, I would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? So this has just been absolutely amazing. I cannot thank you guys enough for tuning in every single fortnight. It was a weekly at one point and now fortnight. Again, 2024, I want to do even more. So if you are someone that listens and thinks, geez, I reckon I've got something to say or I want to come on and experience that and come and hang out in the studio with me, please just message me. Please message me. I often put out polls on Instagram, which is great, and I get an idea. But unless I have you or follow you, if you're private, I can't message you. So, like, that is a bit of a um, barrier there. So, if you are someone who has ever replied to one of those polls and I haven't gotten back to you, please just send me a message. Let me know. I would love to have you. 
this episode is just a collection of some of my favorite moments from the year. So some of the best bits of How's Your Head, they really are some of the best episodes and I can't thank all 25 people enough for coming on and, you know, helping me out this year and sharing whatever stories that they shared and being so open and honest and vulnerable with me. It's been bloody awesome. Enjoy this. Thank you guys. Can't wait for another year of How's Your Head. So on that, right, and I, I, I mean, we knew we were going to talk about yes. your ADHD <laughs> diagnosis. And I think this is something that it actually has come up in one other episode um, with someone else being diagnosed later on mm. in life, especially as an adult in general, but also mm. as a woman, mm. uh, because I mean, we know that a lot of mental health diagnoses are based on symptoms of men. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem, obviously, when it comes to women, because you might show in a different way. And then, you know, the diagnosis can be harder or Mm. just completely missed, I guess. And I I think it's great that now we're getting to the point where Mm. it's something that we're talking about a lot more. But how did you go with that originally? How was that being diagnosed? What was the process of that for you? Yeah. So it was a lot. Like it was a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Like it's been, and I'm still, you know, learning about it and I'm still figuring it out. The process was tough. I was very lucky to have my parents who supported me um, and paid for it. Um, It's insane how inaccessible it is to get treated. Like if I didn't have my parents, there's no way I would have been officially diagnosed because the test itself is like three grand. So. Wow. Yeah. And it's a three-hour test and I, like, played with blocks and did some math questions and it it was fucked. Like, I was like, what <laughs> what is this money going towards? Wow. Like, it's really – it's like they just don't want people to get diagnosed. It was yeah. – it's just – yeah. So I'm incredibly lucky and grateful that I had my family's support. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I didn't get diagnosed till I was 21. So I spent 21 years just being like, there's something wrong, but I, I – I don't know what it is. Mm. And when I was 13, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Yeah. Which is just because I was like not treated for my ADHD. So that manifested into depression and anxiety. Yeah. And so this like t- for 21 years, I just thought I'm depressed. I have anxiety. Everything sucks. I'm so confused. Like it just was was horrible. So mm. then when – it's actually funny and um, if my mom listens to this, she's gonna, not going to like this. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I went to Splendor and one of my friends had Dexys, which is an ADHD medication. Yes. Yeah. And he gave me one to get high and I just felt like clear <laughs> and really happy. You're like, wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not feeling yeah, anything I'm not but feeling great right now. Literally. Like, I was like, mean? I feel like a person. I don't wow. feel, I don't feel high yeah and he explained to me he's like well maybe you have ADHD like they're my ADHD meds like yeah. they help me and I was like fuck and because of like what you just said like women don't get I'd never even heard of women having ADHD it yeah. was never at one point did it cross my mind that I could have ADHD mm. I just thought I was fucked like I just I just thought I was really just not like anyone else and I, it was so just hard. so hard. Yeah, it was so, it was so tough on myself. Yeah. And then because I'd always grown up thinking ADHD was like hyperactive little boys. That's literally so, what comes to your head though, yeah. isn't it? Like even now as a teacher, like that's – it's still such a thing. Like yeah, yeah there's those like crazy boys that are just mm. like can't sit still, 
Yeah, ADHD. That's it. Like exactly. it's such a exactly. Yeah, and um, silly. <laughs> I grew up on a cattle property in rural Queensland, so I was homeschooled yeah. for like oh, from wow. prep to year seven by my family. Yeah, so it's not like I was in uh, like a space where it could have necessarily been picked up, and it didn't get picked yeah. up in high school anyway. But it's interesting because it's like if I was a boy, what would it would it have come like through? Like yeah. would they have figured it out? Would would I have would I have been diagnosed with depression anxiety? Would I have just got my ADHD? Yeah, you know, straight away. I want to know heart happy moments. This is also something that I've yeah. said, and I was like, some people don't know what that means, but like a moment where you were like felt so like overwhelmingly grateful, maybe happy, just like something that made you feel like your heart was full. It's a good question, and. I, in the last 12 months, um, I kind of rekindled with my grandpa Yeah. from my dad's side of the family, which we don't really see. And I have probably, I've probably seen him once in the last 15 years, to be yeah. honest. And um, he actually, he passed away a month ago now. Yeah. At a hundred, he was a hundred years old. Yeah. Wow. So it's a feat. yeah, he raised a bat and yeah. he was, um, yeah, and he lived alone. He lived by himself. He didn't live in a nursing home. He's a very active man. And um, it was actually my wife, Shay, who reached out to my cousin, who she only met once, said, can, who my cousin goes to my grandpa's house every Saturday and said, oh, do you mind if we come with Frankie at the time, this is 12 months ago, who was yeah. just born to meet the grandpa. And I would, I didn't do anything. I didn't reach out. I didn't speak to anyone. Like I don't really speak to that side of the family. Yeah. Um, and we went and it was so, it was just awesome. It was awesome to go and see him, see, you know, his great grandchild. Yeah, wow. And then we went again and we went again. So we ended up going three or four times before he passed. Yeah. And like we ended up, he, our, my uncle called me and the night he was passing away and said, do you guys want to come in and see him? And like say me, bye. my brother and my sister, we all went in and we all sat with him and while like, while he was on, you know, like palliative care. And like, I was like, that would never have happened if I'd, if my wife didn't reach out 12 yeah. months ago yeah. and it kind of just like stuff like that, it really did like really make me think how lucky I am to have my wife. Yeah. Oh my God, now I'm getting fucking Oh, <laughs> I do. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so true though. And like, I think the point of that is as well, like it's never too late to reconnect. Yeah. True. Like you maybe would have not even thought about no, it. Never. And, I would never have done it. To be, I yeah. would never have ever. And you know, all it took was Shay life. to send a yeah. message. And I've got no resentment against my grandpa or anything. I just, yeah. I'm not very good at that stuff. Yeah. And she is. So yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, all it takes is yeah. like a message. Yeah, one and message. then, yeah. and how lovely that, you know, you can look back and be like, yeah. Frankie got to meet him as well Correct. and, yeah. you know, you got to say goodbye yeah. to him and yeah. that, you know, not only obviously means so much to you but yeah. would have meant so much to him as yeah, well. Yeah, which he, like, yeah, so it was it was a beautiful time to kind of get with him before he passed and, like, he, yeah, like 12 months later he passed and, like, yeah. if I didn't do that, I think I would have regretted it for a long time. So. Yeah. Going back to mental health strategies, sorry, mm -hmm. this just popped into my head okay. because I saw one of your stories, or I would have seen many of your stories, <laughs> of you doing ice baths and cold showers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Can you tell me the impact that that has? Because every time I see you do it, I'm like, okay, I need to have a, I need to have a cold shower today. <laughs> Loz is doing it. I need to go have one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. Someone asked me this the other day is in like, do you actually feel a benefit? I'm like, well, if I didn't, I definitely would have stopped by now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's there's definitely, yeah, like it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely like physical benefits that I've felt, but from a mental point of view, I personally do it because I like doing something every day that I don't want to do. 
Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I like every single day, I if it's like a cold shower, now that we have a ice bath in the Gold Coast, I'm very lucky. Although, you know, is that lucky? <laughs> it's not that fun. Like, yeah. But like I'm never like, yay, I want to get in. And every time I kind of like go to sit in, your brain is trying to protect you. Mm. It's like, hey, this is not good. Like let's get out, let's get out. I like knowing that I have the ability to like override that signal and go, yeah. no, 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 we're doing this. So that's probably why I like doing it because it translates to other areas of my life as well, where if I don't feel like doing something, I don't feel like I'm just at like the whim of my feelings. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm in charge. We're doing this. It sounds yeah. like I've got multiple people in my head. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, we Honestly, all do. you've got those voices that drag you down or yeah. you've got the voices that pump you up. And I think that's that's very normal. Don't stress about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I really, really love that. I think, you know, everyone talks about the mental benefits of dopamine. I did an episode on it and if you guys have listened, then you'll you'll know about some of the physical and mental benefits that come with cold water therapy and things mm. like that. But using it to to say I am stronger than my initial emotional uncomfortability mm. to this situation, mm. I think is awesome. That's really powerful. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's a practice as well. It's like a muscle, like you, like I'm like training it. Yeah, like the first time you ever do it, it's you kind of like creating your own evidence. You're like I've done this 400 times. I know that this will pass, kind of thing. Yeah. And then it's like every day where you're having that like battle of like, do I, don't I? I'm like, just go and do it. And then that kind of like helps me to do that with like other things. Like you waste that much time freaking thinking about it. Just like do the thing. What what regrets did you have in your life and what advice would you give yourself as a young person or someone like me? If I could do it all again. Mm. Again, just have balance and be happy. I don't think monetary value has anything to do with regretting that I didn't make this much money or and spend time with your family see it, to me it's the little see I have big big cogs and little cogs in my life I like the the little cogs more because they give you more gratification is can I mm. say that yeah I, th- I think just don't take life too seriously sometimes you know like have, have a bit of fun sense of humor is such an important thing that's what I love about you guys you've all got a sense of humor mm. and doesn't it get you by Hey, it does. Yeah. Even yeah. though it might be a shitty joke, people <laughs> will laugh. You made joke. people yeah, like me. Yeah, <laughs> dead jokes. But anyway, yeah, just don't be too serious with yourself. Mm. I think these days people are just thinking too much into the future. I'm not saying take every day, day by day, do plan. But you know, if it doesn't work, move on. Move on to something else. There's mm. so much opportunity now compared to the old days. Yeah. 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 It's, it di- well, it's different now, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Have a go at it. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is um, that's been a big thing for me, in particular, doing this, because mm. obviously you know that I, I'm only the second year out, and I talk about this all the time, but I'm the second year out of my degree, and mm. I'm already only part time in what I yeah. thought was going to be my entire the career, right? That's right? And mm. it is a weird thing to, mm. which I, you know, like you said, it, it is something that's changed now. We have a bit more flexibility with that and people mm-hmm. don't stay in the same job forever. It's just not no, what happens. It's no. a lot more growth and stuff. And that's one thing job-wise. All right, one thing I regret, plastering for 35 years. <laughs> Wouldn't do that again, I don't reckon. Yeah, would you no. do? what would you do? Shoulders. What would you have done I, I, I if you could have done anything? I would have loved to be a builder and just okay. build houses, yeah. yeah. And I did think about that as a young age, but then got caught up in this, earning good money, didn't really get into it there was probably times where I probably could have but mm. ah, I'm doing what I'm doing now that'll do yeah so 
regret just didn't open my mind up enough when I was younger in that in the workforce wise anyway yeah, yeah should have should have opened up a bit more on that but otherwise I have no regrets with anything else mm. yeah that's good it's good mm. advice yeah is it yeah All right. Take it. well I think so I'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs> had like a couple of panic attacks that year like yeah. ex- like full panic attacks and Rough. which was which was yeah. hard but like you know it happens yeah and you know, i think like for me i needed them to happen so i'm like oh my god we need to navigate myself around up here yeah like, what's going on i remember being with like my best mate in queensland sammy sure and i could not be one bit present with him in queensland enjoying it because i was just like ruminating and thinking about things so much about my life and where i am in position at at that time and like he said the best thing to me because like we're walking to the beach one day and we'll just like and i just like started crying to him and i was like 27 and I just like started crying and he's like a beautiful person who's really caring. Yeah. And we just started like hugging on the side of this road. Oh and I'm like, my. mate, I feel like I'm in a he's like, I'm like, I feel like I'm just in a fucking hole at the moment. Yeah. I'm like, I need to dig myself out. He's like, mm, no, just just decorate the hole for a bit. Oh. He's like, he's so aware that like yeah. you're gonna be in this hole. It's not a quick fix. No. But just decorate what's inside like there so you can build up some strength to be able to get out of there. So nice. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Like the perfect thing. You know, sometimes people just know what to say. Don't oh, mate, they? he just like, I was like, where is Sammy? The, I was like looking around, like, where are the cameras? Yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> why <laughs> like, was that such a beautiful moment? And why wasn't it on film? And I needed that moment yeah. so bad. I needed that breakdown, like, so bad. Yeah. Because it was just like, there was so much, like, angst and, like, well, I guess anxiety. Like, yeah. definitely anxiety coming Builds into up. it. Builds up. And I had this moment, but then obviously that's when I've like gone bang, uh, psychologist. Yep. And we had like some great discussions around like, and it was probably like coming back to that, that thing about like not making mistake mistake because the fear of looking stupid. Yeah. And like, uh, we ended up doing like some great analogies that would allow me to like get out of that thinking. Yeah. Like the CBT. Re- and yeah. Like, CBT. Retrain yeah. your brain sort of yeah, thing. Retraining yeah. Retraining the brain. So, and that's helped me so much. You have just landed this awesome job, two awesome jobs, I guess, through just putting yourself out there, teaching yourself, doing things for yourself. Like that's so impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's probably something I've, I wouldn't say I've battled with it because it's never really held me back, but like imposter syndrome's a big thing for like so many people. Mm. And I think it's like everything. It's sort of, it's probably like a spectrum. Like you, some people feel it deeply and then others not so much but I think for me I definitely went through stages where I was like oh like I don't have the qualifications like am I good enough to do this yeah but then I think I just always come back to like the quality of my work mm. and if I'm happy with it well there's then, your proof isn't yeah, there? there's my proof like it's right in front of you yeah how do you deal with that though those feelings of imposter syndrome like I mean having that confidence to be like here's my work but have you have a like going into an interview with Dill or catching up and having a coffee with him. I'm not sure what the whole vibe of that was. Yeah. Did you feel quite nervous about that or were you pretty confident? Um, I think by that stage I was pretty confident in my own ability, but probably more early days I was like, I was like, I, I need a degree. Otherwise I'm not, yeah. I don't deserve I don't have to be the piece here. of paper. Yeah. yeah. Like I, honestly, I remember I got offered the job at the storm mm-hmm. on the phone and I was like, oh, I actually don't think I can... Um, 
I was like, I don't think I can do this. Did you say that to them? Yeah. Well, really? to be fair, my brother-in-law was my boss. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, you could be like a bit more honest with him. <laughs> yeah, I was yep. very honest. I was like, yep. I don't like, I actually don't think I can do that. Mm. Like, I don't have the skills to do that yet. Yeah. And he was like, mate, like, you're overthinking it. You'll be fine. If you don't know it, like, you can learn it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and like, All right, I'll take it. <laughs> that, the first month there, I learned like a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's never really, probably besides that moment, it's never really held me back. Like, you yeah. just got to suck it up and do it. I actually listened to a podcast with Jay Shetty. Have you heard of him? Yes, Jay Shetty. Yep. Yeah. He's got a book he's called good. Think Like a Monk, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't read it, but that's who he is. Um, cool. Anyway, he was talking about imposter syndrome yeah. and he said you, you'd probably never stop having imposter syndrome as long as you're continuing to learn and grow. Yeah. And all imposter syndrome is is like a sign that you have a new skill to learn or a new experience to be had. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good way to look at it. Like, It is. That's awesome. Yeah. So like if I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of um, chefs, like obviously <laughs> I'm going to feel like an imposter like because yeah. I'm not a professional chef. But Not yet. True. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's just an opportunity. Like if I want to develop that skill, then I can and then yeah. I won't be an imposter. I thought this was a fun question for you and I've never asked this to anyone, but I'm interested in your answer. Okay. We've known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Like 11 years? How old are we? That would be yeah. 14. Yeah, 12 years? Pro- maybe even longer. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. We were 18 years old once, mm. you know, at schoolies, living <laughs> yes. our best oh lives. We did. If yes. you could go back to your 18 year old self and give them some advice, Mm-hmm. Could be mental health based, could be otherwise. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I think it would be like stop being so self-critical. Yeah. Like especially with like my skin and my eczema, like you know that I struggle with that. Um, yeah. I think that for a very long time like was difficult with self-image and positivity around like what I looked like and things like that and like comparing myself to other people and um, just being like quite, yeah, like self-critical about it. And I think I would just be like, just nobody really cares. Yeah. <laughs> like literally nobody cares. Like as long as you're being like a pleasure to be around, like literally nobody's looking at your skin. Nobody like, even if they do like, and they clock it, like, okay, who cares? Like, you know, it's like one part about you. It's not like your entire identity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's really good because I think, Regardless, like I know obviously you're basing that on your skin, Mm. regardless of what someone's, you know, maybe insecure about, you can like link it to that, you know, and say everyone is thinking about themselves. Yeah. Like no. Especially at 18, oh my God. (laughs) The amount that you're thinking about yourself, like you think about that every single day, Mm. how much you are focused inward everyone else is doing the same thing. Yeah. There's so many things I think that we notice about ourselves and Mm. no one else is going to even look twice you know or even if they do it's like they probably don't care as much as you do and if they do care like okay I don't want to like move on yeah like Like if you're irrelevant they're no good Yeah. yeah 
I know you you talked about something that's been really difficult that you've gone through recently yeah. with the loss of of your baby, which I just I can't imagine. Um, you know how how that went and how you've been feeling with that, especially now coming up to the due date and everything. Yeah. Do you find that you're able to have really clear communication with your mates in terms of checking in with one another when things like this happen? Uh, short answer, no. So okay. with other things, I think I'm the one that instigates the chatting without with mates. Like yep. I'm, I'm always one reaching out, saying, how are you? Let's catch up. But I think it's also because they know I'm busy that they probably don't want to annoy me. Or, but that's not the case. Like I'm, I'll always answer a call from a mate or someone close to me. I'll never yeah. like flag it or anything like that. I've got time for everyone close to me. But I think it was a tough one because I hadn't actually told a lot of people people yeah. um, that it was happening. So for them then to open up and say this has just happened, I just yeah. Again, probably a self defense mechanism. Yep. Yeah having to go through that again. But the the mates that I had told or people that I had shared it with are super supportive. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that not a lot of people talk about is, you know, miscarriages and, and those types yeah. of things. It's one of those things that you don't know how many people actually go through them until they say. It's yeah. like, hold on a second, we should be having this conversation all the time. Like, And particularly from the female perspective, like I know for my partner, it would have been so much nicer for her to know if the people that we, we found out later that, she, that we could have been there for them as well and yeah. a bit more of a supportive environment around it because otherwise you just don't talk about it. It's like mm. it's done. Like just, yeah, it's not a very – it's a very interesting one, I think, that it should be spoken about more. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that I think you get to an age and everyone is kind of – not everyone, but most people are starting to, to think about starting a family or, you know, and you hear this all the time where you spend – your early 20s or whatever trying not to get pregnant and then all of a sudden you're trying to get pregnant and you don't realize all the things that actually do come with that it's not a click of the finger no it's not that you fall pregnant and then you just are there's all these things that can happen and realistically having a baby and making sure all these things line up it, it is a miracle it's it's hard and it's it's not something that can just happen for everyone so i totally agree that it is a topic that i mean it is so deeply personal as well but like you said, knowing that there may have been other people that you could have turned to straight away maybe or, you know, knowing that you could have been there for someone else when they were going through it too and, and being able to understand more about it I think yeah. is, is really important because it, it's really common and same thing, you know, you don't know until maybe it happens to you or maybe someone just mentions it around you and, yeah, you almost wish you could have, I guess, built that support system already so that not yeah. to be prepared for things like that but just – just to be aware of them, maybe. Yeah, because it can be quite isolating. I think that's yeah. I think that's the, the probably the worst part about it is that it comes under that, that loneliness category that doesn't get spoken. It's like yeah. you feel like you have to go at it alone and if you're only going through it with one other person being your partner and you both have different variations of how you're dealing with it, it then becomes super isolating. But yeah. I feel like for us it's been like a it's brought us closer together. Like yeah. it was a rough few days and I was so proud of her. Like she was amazing, like the whole time. Yeah. Um, even just like talking to her family and stuff like that on the on the on those days and my family and it it grew me up in a different way. Like yeah. outside of work. Personally, that brought us closer together. We had a lot more stronger conversations from that and we obviously knew we wanted to have a family together. Yeah. So like that was I guess that was a key takeaway is we knew that there was a, a bigger future yeah. for us and uh, I guess that's made every other conversation a bit easier. 
um, on like for example like on New Year's Eve like me and my housemate were like crying happy because we were just like so happy with where our lives are right now and like the direction we both feel like we're in oh, I um, love which was that. a really nice feeling to have as two like single girls yes two single gals living together where are you like Malvern or something yeah, so Malvern. pretty close like, across from like a pizza restaurant oh, above the bakery oh <laughs> like, we love that that sounds perfect. like a dream can I come live with you guys yeah. Sorry, music Shannon. always playing yes oh my gosh oh that's great I feel like everyone needs to do that too like yeah at some point, move out with their girlfriends, go and just like live your life by yourself for a little bit. I Literally. think that's really important. Yeah, we both always think just like how lucky we are to be out living how we are. Like, even when I was walking from gym the other night, I was thinking, I actually can't believe like this is my life and like where I've gotten myself to. I love that. So do you feel like gratitude's like a pretty big part of your life in that way just naturally then? Um, it's something I've worked towards probably the last few years. Yeah. Probably two years. I started, I think I listened to a few podcasts about saying three things that went well for you. And yep. I have tried to implement that most days. Sometimes I fall off the wagon, um, but I found a good way to keep it up is I actually send it to a person, like if they're featured in it. So like if I have a really nice oh, walk with a friend, so I'll be nice. like, here are three things that went well for me today. You're one of them. Um, and this is the reason why. And people always love receiving those messages. Like oh I've never God, had a bad lovely. reaction to me. Yeah. Sending gratitude, so. That is a really beautiful idea. I love that because yeah. you're being grateful, but then you're also letting people know that they have contributed to your yeah. life in some positive way. And like you said, of course, people love to hear that. Like how nice. Yeah. And I think by practicing that, it's now coming like, as you're saying, like naturally to me when I was walking. Yeah. Where like a year ago I would have just been like, oh, hurry up. I need to get home. Yes. But now I can like really stop to take in those moments. I think that's great because I think there is that uh, like I've definitely felt that shift. Maybe it's a 2023 thing. <laughs> I don't know, but I've definitely felt that shift as well where a year ago, similar, I would have been like frustrated about stuff or blah, 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 or not being able to, you know, just overwhelmed and stressed in any situation that I can. Yeah. And now I find myself really being able to pause and be like, oh no, we're all right. Like it's fine. This yeah. is good. This is sweet. Or, you know, how about we look around and, and think about how good it is yeah, exactly. to do what we do and to have what we have. And, oh, I think that's cool. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start doing that, the Ooh, gratitude and then perfect. sending it along. I'll be like, hey, Kess, uh, my grateful thing today is you. <laughs> that is all. Thank you. <laughs> that will be mine. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Hey, team. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM. And how's your head on TikTok? I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.